0: Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Well, good morning, church. How are we doing this morning? It's so good to see you this morning. We've come to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and Christmas season is among us. If you're visiting with us, thank you so much for choosing to worship with us this morning. There's a QR code on the screen behind me and on the pew front in front of you. If you just take a moment, scan that, just so we get to know you a little bit better. At the end of the service, we have a gift for you out here in the Welcome Center. We also welcome those that are watching online. Thank you for joining to worship with us. But let's stand together as we sing this great hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Let's sing it. Here we go. Come on. Hark the herald angels sing, Lord Joy. good church. Let's sing the second verse together. Christ by highest heaven adorned. Let's sing it. Here we go. Ready? Christ by highest heaven adorned. Christ Born Prince of Peace Hail the head. few moments and greet somebody around you this morning. continue as we worship together. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Joy to the world.
1: Good morning, church. My name is James Coleman, or JT, as many of you know me. Um, I'm a student minister here at Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. I just want to extend another welcome to you, especially anybody that's visiting here with us for the first time. Um, this morning, we are going to light the third candle of our Advent wreath. Can you believe it? Man. And we're so grateful for the Valentine family uh, volunteering. You guys can come on up. Uh, I'm going to read this section of Scripture. Out of Isaiah 12, verses 2 through 6. Surely, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say... Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim His name. Make known among the nations what He has done and proclaim that His name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for He has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. May we pray together. Father, we come before You with humble hearts to thank You for everything you've done for us. We don't deserve this grace. We don't deserve this mercy, but God, you give it to us freely. Help us, God, to count it all joy. As we move into this third week of Advent, focusing on the, on the joy candle. God, help us to keep our eyes firmly fixed on you and your kingdom and your righteousness that the joy that we can have in Christ, the joy we have in salvation is greater than any trial or temptation we face here on earth. Father, forgive us of the ways we've fallen short of your glory and help us to chase after you. God, we pray that you will bless Pastor Todd this morning as he brings this message, the message that you've given him, that may, may the, the thoughts of his mind, the words of his mouth, God, be pleasing unto you. Thank you for who you are, and thank you for this church. We love you, and we, we surrender all praise, all honor, and all glory to the holy name of Jesus Christ, our King. Amen.
2: Sermon's already been preached today. So grateful. Thank you all for leading so beautifully. As I shared at the early service, this is just an appetizer of what the program will be tonight. We hope you'll join us tonight at 6 as our choir and orchestra and our worship teams come back to lead us in a beautiful worship service. So I invite you to come back. Thank you for being here today and allowing the Spirit of God to be in this place. I'm grateful that every week we come together and we worship and we pray together. And Maybe you're here today and you feel led by the Holy Spirit if you're in this place to come to this altar and pray. You can kneel, you can stand, you can pray from where you are. If you're worshiping with us online, you certainly can pray wherever you may be today. But at this time, as the Holy Spirit leads, I invite you to come join me as we lift up our prayers together, would you come pray with me today? May we pray together. God, how great it is to be in your house to sing songs of praise and songs, Lord, about the greatest gift the world has ever known when you sent Jesus into the world in the form of a tiny baby who would grow in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. And then he would be crucified to take our sin, to take our punishment on the cross we praise you, God, that the tomb could not contain him, that through your mighty divine power, the tomb was was rolled away, the stone was rolled away, and the tomb, Father, was empty because you had brought your son back to life, and it's that same power that brings us back to life today. Lord, maybe there are some here today, and they're going through a difficult time, we Have folks grieving over the loss of loved ones and we continue to lift up Prudence, yo, and the loss of her mother. We pray for others who are grieving today, maybe the first Christmas season without their loved one. Comfort them, God, I pray, and strengthen them. Father, we pray for folks maybe battling depression or anxiety or fears. Lord, maybe some folks battling an addiction And we know, God, that that same power can resurrect us from our situation and from our hopelessness. Oh, God, we just lift up each and every person who's on our prayer list. Many are battling sickness or some going through treatments. But we believe that you're still the Lord of miracles. And we pray for healing. God, in each and every one. Father, we just pray continued prayers upon our country. We pray for our leaders. We pray, God, for our military to protect them. Father, we pray for Israel and for peace. We pray for peace in our hearts and our homes. Father, in our communities, our churches, and in our world. Father, we pray today if there are folks watching or in this place that have never received the gift of Jesus Christ and his mercy and grace, may today be the day of salvation for some or for many. Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to bless this church. We are blessed. Lord, I am humbled. We are humbled to serve you in this place and to worship you on this holy ground lord i just pray that today that your holy spirit would continue to sing and to play through our musicians and instrumentalists that you would preach through your word and through your servant speak to our hearts and draw us closer to you And father restore the joy maybe that's been missing from our hearts and our lives for we love you lord and we just praise you from whom all blessings flow. We pray all these things by faith in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. This morning if you have your Bible, would you turn with me to Philippians chapter 1 and as you're doing that, I'm grateful once again for our choir and instrumentalists being here today. Thank you all for being here to lead us again so beautifully and Again, I hope you'll make plans to come back tonight to be a part of this special evening of worship. Begin with verse 3 of Philippians chapter 1. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
3: To make you new, this child that you deliver will soon. Your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary did you know that your baby.
2: Thank you all. Beautiful again. I'm I'm excited about tonight. And again, we could just say amen and go home. Is that all right with you all? Uh, (laughs) Some of y'all were too excited about going home too soon. But uh, thank you all. It was was beautiful. And thank you for being here today to share part of your Christmas season here at the Forks. I always like to share a little humor. Maybe y'all have heard the story about the cab driver and the preacher who both died and, and went to heaven and as they were at the pearly gates and St. Pete was welcoming them, he gave the cab driver a golden staff and a and a silk robe and there the pastor was in line behind him and and he gave the pastor a wooden staff and an old rough robe and the pastor was kind of Surprised by that, astonished a little bit, but he didn't say anything. They went on down the streets of gold, and there St. Pete handed some keys to a mansion and gave it to the cabbie and, and welcomed him to his new home. And as they went on down the road, there was a little shack, and he handed the pastor the keys to that little shack and said, here's your home. And at this, the pastor was so surprised. He said, well, wait a minute. He said, I I was a pastor who served faithfully to you for many, many years. He said, is this where I rate in the order of things here in heaven? And St. Pete said, as a matter of fact, Lee, he said, we are really result-driven here in heaven. And he said, when you preach, people slept. But when this cabbie drove, people
4: prayed.
2: (laughs) I tried. I tried. I would say most everyone here watching today, most want to be happy. If you were to ask a lot of people, what is your greatest ambition in life? I would think many would say, I just want to be happy. That's it. I just want to be happy. And as so many of you know, happiness is based on circumstance. The root word "hat" actually means luck or, or means, again, circumstance. And so we know that joy goes much deeper. Joy is not based on circumstance or happenings around us. Joy comes from a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where real joy comes from. And today in our Scripture reading, we see Paul who is in prison. And and I love preaching out of Philippians. It's really uh, has become one of my favorite uh, letters that Paul has written, one of my favorite books in the Bible, because it's a letter of joy. Over 19 times the word rejoice or joy is used in this short book. And Paul, when he wrote it, was in prison. He was in prison because of his faith and his message of Christ. And there, as he is awaiting, possibly didn't know his outcome of what would happen tomorrow or or even the next moment, he still had joy in his life. And he wrote this letter to the Philippians to thank them for a gift they had sent him fun learning of his uh, imprisonment, his detention in Rome. But he also wrote to encourage them, to encourage them to stand firm in the face of persecution and to rejoice regardless of their circumstance. Maybe you're here today and you're searching for happiness or you're searching for joy. It's possible that you're a Christian and you've lost that joy. Maybe you've lost that twinkle in your eye. You've lost that contagious smile that would bless so many others. Or maybe you're here and you've never accepted that gift of Christ coming into your heart and you're searching for the joy that only He can give. If that's you, you've come to the right place. I'm so grateful that you're here today. And I pray that you would listen and see these uh, simple reminders that Paul gives, these simple pointers to help us find the joy maybe that's been missing in our lives. He said in verse 3 of Philippians uh, chapter 1, he said, I thank my God every time. I remember you. The first pointer he gives us in finding our joy is to have happy memories. To have happy memories. When Paul thought about the Philippians, a smile came to his face. When he thought about them, he had no regrets. He nursed no ill feelings toward them. When he thought of the Philippians, even though he was in prison, he couldn't help but smile and have joy because of the support and the love that they had shown him through the years. As a matter of fact, this is a hallmark in many of Paul's letters. There are similar words found in Romans, Romans chapter 1 verse 8. Paul says uh, that I thank my God through the Lord Jesus Christ for all of you, and he says uh, that he thanks God that their faith is being reported all over the world in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4 he said similar words he said i thank my god for you he said because of the grace given to you through Christ Jesus he said very similar words in colossians and 1st and 2nd Thessalonians and in Second Timothy and in Philemon, he said many words. He had many happy memories with folks that he had ministered to in his life. What about you? Do you have happy memories today? It's unfortunate but true that some of you are here and you have unpleasant, unhappy memories of past situations or past relationships or past times, and when you think of those times, or those people, or those situations, it makes your stomach churn, and you want to think about better times, sweeter times. And my prayer is today that you would think some happy memories. I, I believe positive, happy memories make life a little lighter and a little brighter, And I pray that you would find today some happy memories of some past Christmases gone by, of better times and sweeter times, more joyful times, and get back that which has been missing in your life. This past weekend, I had the privilege of doing a wedding for a sweet young couple over in the the chapel across the street, the little church. And as I was there on Friday afternoon, I was just uh, walking down memory lane as I was thinking about when we worshipped across the street. Some of the folks there in the wedding party had never been in the chapel before, and they were talking about how beautiful it was and and asking me how many people used to come and sit in that building, And, and I was like a kid getting his first toy on Christmas morning, I said, well, let me tell you about it. And I began to tell them of the great work that God has done and continues to do in this church. And I saw the excitement and the joy in this young couple and their family and friends that were there celebrating their special day. And it just reminded me of so many precious, happy memories of the folks, many of you, and those who have gone on to be with the Lord that helped make this church what it is today. And I can't even begin to start naming names because I'll leave someone out, but believe me, I was thinking back of people who sacrificed and gave their time, their talent, their tithe to make the move from the little church across the street possible for us to be here today. And it's hard to believe, it it reminded me that on December the 14th, 20 years ago, was our anniversary. Today, we celebrate 20 years of making the move from across the street into this new building and facility. It's hard to believe that 20 years (laughs) has come and gone. And I can tell you, we've had some some wonderful, happy memories. There's been some difficult, sad times, challenging times, but through it all, God has been with us. And I remember like it was yesterday. I was a nervous wreck, but I remember standing here as we had our first service. Years ago, there was a wonderful man in our church, Bill Godby, who did so many things behind the scenes that um, when I lived in the little parsonage across the street, single guy, just me and my little dog, Bill was my go-to guy to call if if the commode was running, if the water, the faucet was leaking, if I heard mice in the wall, you name it, I'd call Bill Godby and he'd be there. Very humble, he never wanted to be up front, but he also would video the service in the back. And this was before our uh, nice cameras and sound system on the first day uh, Bill was videoing from the balcony and uh, I texted Marlon, his wife, and I said, would you happen to have that first service in our building from 20 years ago? And she said she would look and sure enough, she found it. And so I want to show you just a little portion of that first service in this church 20 years ago. thought about Two things I noticed about this. One, did you know how much laughter there was that day and how much hair I had (laughs) at that time, too? But I have happy memories as I think about God's faithfulness. He was faithful then, and He's still faithful today to us. And I'm so grateful, and really when Paul was writing this letter, he was thanking God for his faithfulness. And the joy that he had when he thought about those Christians there at Philippians. But not only did he have happy uh, memories, he had a heartfelt prayer. The second uh, pointer today in finding joy is that we have a heartfelt prayer. He said, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You see, he had a joy when he said, I pray with joy. He wasn't talking about a person named Joy that he prayed with, but he prayed with joy because of what God had done for him. And you look in Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, and he said, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry or living in plenty, or in want, I can do all things, everything, through Him who gives me strength. That's the secret to real joy. That's the secret to real contentment. Whether we're well-fed or hungry, or living in plenty and want, we can do all things through Him who gives us strength. That's the Holy Spirit. That was a heartfelt prayer that, Paul had prayed for those believers. I think about David, who was a man after God's own heart, who prayed a heartfelt prayer when the enemies were pursuing him. In Psalm 28, verse 7, he said, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am healed. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give Him praise and song. David, even when he was being pursued by his enemies, could pray with his heart leaping for joy, knowing that God would be with him. And maybe you're here today and you haven't felt like praying. Maybe your spiritual life hasn't been what it ought to be because you've allowed your circumstances to cloud your spiritual eyes to see that God is still with you. And when God sent Jesus into the world. He said, "In His name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. So He is with us, whether you feel Him or not. I love a story that I've shared with you in past times that was in Pastor Author Chuck Swindoll's book, Laugh Again. He shared the story about an 82-year-old man who was a retired pastor. He'd been a pastor over 50 years. But he had battled skin cancer. He had endured over 15 painful surgeries. And as a result, it left his face and body very scarred, so much so that he was embarrassed to leave his home. Not only was it the embarrassment of the scars, but the pain in his life, but Someone gave him a book, and it was a book by Tim Hansel called You Gotta Keep Dancing. And in that book, the author Tim Hansel talked about being a climber. And he had had a near-fatal fall years ago. And as a result, it left him in chronic pain. And he said he faced pain on a daily basis until finally one day he chose joy. He chose to find joy even and his chronic pain. Well, when this 82-year-old retired pastor read that, he said, there's no way. There's no way. I can't choose joy after the pain, after being scarred, and, and after everything. I just can't do it. Then a few days after that, he was reading out of John's Gospel, John chapter 15, verse 11, when Jesus said, My joy I give you so that your joy may be complete. And he had never read it that way, but he read joy as a gift from God. And so after reading that, he was convicted and he got down on his knees and he began to pray a heartfelt prayer. He said, well then Lord, give it to me, give it to me. And he said it was like a hunk of joy, of glory divine, came down out of heaven and just flooded his heart and flooded his soul so much so that he said, Turn it on, Lord! Turn it on! And he began to dance in his family room and throughout his house, got so excited about the newfound joy at 82 years old, so don't think it's too late for you to find joy. At 82, he decided to get dressed and go down the street to a fast food restaurant. And he went inside just glowing and beaming. The little girl behind the cash register there said, how are you today? He said, I'm wonderful. And she said, is it your birthday? And he said, no, honey, it's better than that. She said, well, is it your anniversary? He said, no, it's better than that. She said, well, what is it? he said, it's the joy of Jesus. Do you know what I'm talking about? And she said, no, I have to work on Sundays. She didn't get it. So many people don't get it. They either choose to have joy or they choose not to have joy. And even though Paul was in a a very uncertain place as far as whether tomorrow we come or not, He still found joy. And Maybe you're here today and you need to pray for that in your life. You need to say, Lord, bring back that joy to me. I've lost that joy. Your spouse knows it. Your children know it. Your grandchildren know it. Your co-workers know it. Your fellow church members know it. Christians, I've said it many times, should be the most joy-filled, happiest people in the world. We as Christians, but if we were walking billboards and advertisements for Christ, do you think people would want what we have? Do you think they would see Christ in us or they would see a defeated, worldly person living in sin, living in defeat? I pray that the joy of the Lord would be contagious to you and contagious for me and to, and to others. Paul prayed a heartfelt prayer. But then he lastly had a hopeful faith. He said in verse 6, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. When he said being confident of this, I believe that was a hopeful faith. He was confident that God who began this good work was going to carry it on to completion. Uh, Chuck Swindoll also went on to say that every morning, early in the morning and several times throughout the day, when he gets up, he says, God, you are at work and you are in control. And regardless of the conclusion of what happens in my situation, it will be for your greater glory. Isn't that beautiful? To wake up in the day and say, God, you are at work and you are in control. No matter what happens, I know it will be for my good and for your greater glory. When we can get to that place, we have a hopeful faith and a joy that comes from the Lord. As a matter of fact, in James uh, chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 remember when James said consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance so we know we're going to have trials we're going to have tribulation we're going to have challenges but don't let it rob you of your joy Paul said in, in Ephesians 2 eight, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. The grace of God is a gift. Jesus coming into the world was a gift. What are we going to do with them? I love that Paul wrote in Romans 15, 13. He said, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Are you trusting in Him today? Have you entrusted your life, your family, your business, your problems, your worries, your fears? Have you said, Lord, they're all yours. Take them. I trust in you. If you haven't, I pray that you will before this day is through. And you know what? Before this service is through, you're never going to have real joy until you do that. I promise you, you're going to go through this life with the gloom and doom of the world, and you're never going to experience the joy that God wants for us. I close by sharing another story you've maybe heard me share in past times, but there was a man that owned a business for 15 years. He built the business from ground up, and it was very successful. With success comes more responsibility. And so this plant that he had built covered several acres, it was thriving, but this man was worried sick. He was worried, he was afraid, he was stressed, until finally the worry finally came to a place where he said, I can't keep on like this. So one afternoon in the thick of all of his worry and fear and stress, he prayed, Lord, I give you my business. From this day forward, my business is now your business. You're in control. That night, he went to bed fairly early and he began to do something he hadn't done for years. He began to sleep with peace in his heart. Wouldn't you know, in the middle of the night, his phone rang? <laughs> And on the other end was one of his employees saying, fire, fire, the place is going up in smoke. The man hung up the phone. He began to get dressed almost with a contented smile on his face. And, and then he went to where he saw all the fire trucks and all the firemen fighting this fire. And, and he stood there with his hands in his pockets again, almost with a little sheepish grin on his face and a co-worker came up and said how can you smile the business is going up in smoke we're losing everything and the man said you know what yesterday afternoon I gave this business to God and if he wants to let it burn then that's his business because God is in control He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And maybe you're here today and your life is going up in smoke. And you've been watching it just collapse and people are scrambling all around you. You've been scrambling. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? That's where our faith comes in. To say, Lord, I'm trusting in you that whatever happens, it will be for your greater glory. It's going to be for my good and it's going to be for your greater glory. That's why Paul could have confidence. That's why he could pray uh, with that faith because he knew God was in control. Is he in control of your life today? Are you allowing circumstances and people control your life? Are you allowing substance to control your life are you allowing anger and unforgiveness and hate and criticism and negativity to control your life you're allowing fear and stress and doubt and anxiety and fear to control your life until you give it to god you're never going to have real joy and i pray today that you would trust in him give it lord it's all yours no matter what happens We're going to glorify you. Aren't you ready to do that even now as we pray together? Lord, I pray right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any, anyone here, men, women, young people, people watching online today, and they just haven't had that twinkle in their eye, they haven't had that contagious smile on their face, They've had just pain and hurt and anxiety. Lord, I pray today that you would just take that from them and bring them that joy back. May they place their trust in you. If they've never accepted you, may today be the salvation for someone that they would confess their sins, ask for forgiveness, and invite you to come into their heart. Lord, if they're a Christian and they've gotten off track and they've lost the joy and the the darkness of the world, bring them back to the light of Christ today. Or Lord, maybe it's someone looking for a church home. We are an imperfect church, but we serve a perfect God and we are doing our best, Lord, to to give you all the glory for the great things you have done and continue to do until the day of Christ Jesus. So help us to make that great decision, the most important decision today, and we'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Won't you stand and come as we sing this hymn of commitment? and every one of you being here today, and um, I'm thankful today that uh, Tina Korn, who's uh, been a member of this church for many years, comes today just asking prayer uh, for she and her family, and Tina, we want to pledge our prayers to you and your family, and I know there are a lot of other folks, probably like Tina, who maybe didn't have the, the courage to come today, but if you would join with me in pledging your prayers and your support to Tina and her family, by letting it be known by saying amen, amen, amen. And <clears throat> bless you tonight. And you, you can be seated if you want to stand with me after the service so people can come give you a word of encouragement. I'm so grateful at the early service, Brenda Long joined our church family. I heard several of you uh, saying as, as you came through the line, well, the early crowd, that they know her from the west side, Kroger, where I think she's worked. Uh, Like she said, Kroger, for 30 years. And so you may know her too, but she was so excited about joining today. So if you get a chance to reach out to Brenda Long to welcome her, that would be awesome. Today is a special day as we have our Lottie Moon Christmas offering. If you did not come prepared, if you forgot, you can always do it uh, next week or another time. But 100% of this offering goes to our international foreign missionaries sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in those uh, foreign countries. Um, In a few moments, after we sing, and then Bryn Follis, our Deacon of the Week, prays, I will invite you to come, and we'll start over on this side of the church. And you can drop it in the manger. This is our annual walk to the manger. And then make your way out. And then if everyone could just kind of follow that pattern, and then we'll all uh, drop our offerings. If you've come prepared, if you haven't again, uh, you can do it next week. But thank you so much for being here and allowing the Holy Spirit to be in this place. Hope you come back tonight at 6 o'clock. We got just a sampling. I'm excited, Sean, to hear the rest of the program with the orchestra and the musicians. You don't want to miss it. I pray that we have to set up chairs down the sides and the back to get all the people. They're going to be here tonight, 6 o'clock. Be here or be square. I hope you'll be here to be a part of what God is going to do through this program. At this time, I'm going to invite everyone to stand, and uh, we're going to close out with the song. Bryn is going to, our Deacon of the Week, we will close this in prayer, and then we'll uh, walk to the manger if you come prepared. Sean? So Todd
0: already knows this is going to happen. It's going to happen in the first service. So and he told me he's like don't do it in the second So I was like, but Todd, we have to. It is a special Sunday here because it's our pastor's birthday. And so yeah, so we're gonna We're gonna sing happy birthday to him as our closing song. Happy birthday to
2: Christmas to you. I hope you'll join us next Sunday at 830 and 11. We're going to take communion, have two beautiful Christmas Eve services, 830 and 11 next week. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Brynn. if you would close us in prayer. Pray with me,
1: church. Dear God, thank you so much for uh, this day. Thank you for the joy, the peace, the victory we have in you. Thank you for um, this pastoral staff and this church, but most importantly, thank you for the gift you gave us 2,000 years ago that makes it all possible. Um, Just be with each and every one of us as we go out into the world. Let the world see that peace and joy and hope that we have through you. And just bring everybody back tonight. Be with the hearts that's coming. Allow them to receive the message. Be with the performers. And we just thank you once again. We love you so much. Amen. Amen.